0: Welcome back to Story Magic, the podcast that will help you write a book you're damn proud of. I'm Rachel. And
1: I'm Emily. And today we want to talk about making money with your writing with our very special guest, Nicole Storkestad. So this is our third episode with Nicole. This is part three, our last part. We've been doing a series on money and money mindset, um, specifically about writing. So our first part, if, if you haven't listened to our first or second part's go do that right now. The first part was about does money mindset have to do with writing. How do we think about money in our writing lives? And then our second part was where to invest in your writing through time, energy, and money, putting resources into your writing life to get out of it what you want to get out of it. So today's episode is about how to make money with your writing. So on that note, Nicole, could you give us um, a quick recap of who you are and what it is that you do before we jump right in. Yeah, of course. I'm so glad to see you Yay. guys. Hey.
2: Welcome hey. back. <laughs> so fun. Um, what was I doing? Oh, I'm Nicole Storkestead and I own NSH Money Coaching. I help individuals get over their money trauma and drama so that they can make money decisions that they love and buy a life they are proud to live.
1: Yay! I love She's that. So good at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, if you're if you're coming in episode three here and you've already listened to the other two, you know that we work with Nicole. Um, we have loved working with Nicole um, in a professional capacity. She's one of our coaches, um, but we're bringing her to her to you today because there's so much possibility of what you can do with your writing life, and. Now we're going to talk about making money with your writing. If that is something that you want to do or that you dream about doing in your future, let's get you set up to start doing that. So where should we start? What are what are the first things that someone should think about if they dream about making money with their writing?
2: So oh, this is such a good this is actually such a good place to begin because one of the things that I think keeps people from making money, with whatever their passions are and in this instance writing is that they don't believe anybody will buy it Mm. yeah they just don't believe anybody is going to want what they have to offer and if we're thinking about it writing would become basically a business right like your authorship would become a business and when you don't believe anybody wants your business yeah right like or you don't want to put your business out there because you you have a fear that people will reject you or not pay you for whatever it is you're providing them, you, you end up shrinking yourself back within the possibilities of what's poss- of what you can do with your writing and how much money you could be capable of making. And so when we think about like first things to do, the first thing you have to do is to believe that your story is worth reading and yeah. that somebody is going to exchange their dollars to get their hands on it. And so I think that would be a fun place to start with when it comes to making money with your writing is believing somebody out there will give their hard earned dollars to listen to your words, your story come in and let that come into their lives that they would
1: want to pay for that. Yeah, man, that is like a huge mic drop. (laughs) <laughs> so it like, really uh, is. But I mean, honestly, the belief in yourself is you're so right. And I think it's very important that people recognize that uh, there's all there's all sorts of – my brain just feels like it's spinning. But there's all sorts of hesitations wrapped up mm. in, in that idea of not believing that someone's going to buy it. Mm. And – there's not belief. There's like self-doubt. There's the ickiness of selling something like mm-hmm. which we all, you we've worked with you on specifically <laughs> on being confident in what it is you're selling. Um, all sorts of beliefs wrapped up in that. But you're exactly right. If if you don't believe in your own book or you don't have the belief that someone will purchase it from you or that wants it, how do you ever expect to make money off of it? Yeah. Yeah there's this
2: idea that like when we're thinking about that we want to create this thing and we want to put it out into the world and we would like it very much if it provided us with some sort of income in return for the labor of love that we have have given it to to go out into the world and be enjoyed by others and and asking for that return a lot of people also even just in asking for it feel guilty yeah mm-hmm. They feel guilty saying, here is my thing, my heart, my soul, my work. Pay me yeah. to have access to it. And that's probably the second thing, right? Is that maybe you do have this belief that pe- if your story is good if you're working uh, with either of you. Yes. <laughs> in <the laughs> one-on-one capacity, right? Like they know for a fact whether or not their story is good because that is what you do. That is how you help your clients. So if you have that in your brain, like my story is good, someone will want to read my story. That next step is believing that someone will not only exchange money to read my story, but also I do not need to feel bad at all asking for that, for that exchange, for receiving those dollars in return for providing access to my work and so i think that's where we end up going next is not only do you have to believe that somebody will want to buy your book it's that when somebody wants to buy your work your writing you let them yeah without guilt right you allow that exchange to happen yeah
1: yeah so in our in tenacious writing in our writing program this month in June, um, these episodes are probably gonna come out in July. But in June, we're doing a social media challenge based mm. off of Simone Soul's garbage post challenge, where we're posting content on our author platforms, a hundred pieces of content over thirty days to create safety showing up online, essentially. Mm. And we we added like a bonus challenge to this month for everybody to sell their stuff, to like make offers, to include call to actions, to like follow me on my newsletter or, um, buy my book. Like that's part, we've incorporated that into the challenge because it, it feels really icky Mm -hmm. at first to do those things, to say, I made this really cool thing, buy it. Yeah. Or I made a newsletter, please be on it. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why does it feel so icky to, if you don't have that safety created? So we, we want to create that safety where you feel comfortable doing that. But before you get there, why does it feel so weird to tell someone to buy something from you?
2: Well, I mean, how weird did it feel when you started walking? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, it's a weird thing. You fall down a lot. You hit mm-hmm. your head. Like, if you ever watch a baby, like, which, I mean, you know, Rachel, I know that you do, because <laughs> them, right? Like, if you watch them start to do the next big thing, right? they have a lot of big feelings about yeah. <laughs> falling down and about not being able to stand up and about, you know, just not being able to do it or tripping or whatever. They get a lot of big, icky feelings. The point is that they still keep continuing to try walking. Yeah. And so I think one of the important things is like, you have to make space for the fact that this is gonna feel weird, because it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, you've As never told the thing before, right? Like you've never put yourself out there in this capacity for before. And so when you have something that's already vulnerable, your heart and soul, your work that you've poured into, that the world is ready to read and you are ready, you know, the story is done, it's complete. You've got to allow it out into the world. There has to be some space and some capacity for like, this feels yuck. Because it feels new and I've never done it and it's scary, and whatever other big emotions come along with that ride. And the problem is, we make those emotions like a problem, Mm -hmm. like we make them so that feeling them, there's something wrong with us if we are feeling that way doing this brand new big thing. And the truth is, like, nothing is wrong with you, those are the feelings that are normal to feel. It's just, we decide to turn around or hide or avoid taking that next step into being not only a, an author, but potentially a published author of some kind like a self publishing author and then working to be a author who is self published and also has sold their work.
0: Yeah. and That's a big deal. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All new things are feel uncomfortable and we have this like, assumption that we should just be good at things from the get go and they shouldn't feel weird. I love that. Um, that's a good, a great visual of the, you know, a little kid trying to learn something for the first time. I, you know, we've been working with you for a while and we also worked with Simone soul on some marketing stuff. And so we've been working the last few years on really, on those two things that you talked about, right? Like belief in, Right, because if we're talking about writing as a business and we have a business business that's a coaching (laughs) business, right, but the the ideas are still the same. You have to, if you're gonna sell something, you have to believe that it's worth Mm -hmm. selling and that people, you deserve to be paid for it, right? Mm -hmm. And those two things have been so profoundly powerful for us um, I think at the business level, at the writing level, at all the different levels over the last few years. but they can feel so out of reach, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you're Mm -hmm. like, just believe. So do you have like tangible things that people can do or think about to start to work through building that belief in their stories and building that belief that they deserve to be paid um, to have those stories in other people's hands? Yeah.
2: So I would think that like, So now we have two steps and we're about to move to the third, right? Like we have to believe we have something worth buying. Our story is worth being purchased for. Then we have to accept or receive exchange of value for that story, being willing to accept money in exchange for showing people, allowing people to have access to that work. The third thing that I think, and the most important and tangible is stepping into that CEO mindset of like, I am a business owner. Mm -hmm. And now it is my job to literally tell stories about my story so people know about it and want to read it Mm -hmm. and want to be a part of that value exchange. And so when we think about like, yeah, the the idea of just believe. Right. But there is a good amount of thought work that goes into like, I am an author, Mm -hmm. but now I am also the CEO of this work. I am the president of this work. I am the advocate of this work that I have created. I need to not just release into the world, but basically like shove out into the world, into people's faces and say, hey, you should read me. And because nobody else is going to do that. Nobody else is going to be able to advocate or tell the story of your story better than you. And so when we think about that as like in practical terms, like you guys doing this post this this challenge, right? Of like you've got a post on your author page and tell people you are an author and that you have work to be read and that they should buy it, right? That's that mindset shift. That's the the third big most practical step is I have a responsibility an obligation to this work that I have poured into, to push it into the world in a way that everybody who could possibly be touched by it has the opportunity to see it. Mm -hmm. And that's important. And I think that when you line those three steps up, believing you have something worth buying, allowing for that exchange to happen and creating the space of it maybe feeling uncomfortable, especially when you first start doing it, and then stepping into the role of an advocate for your work where it is your job to like basically broker the exchange between your work and other people. You get to this place where you can have the opportunity to make money with your writing. Mm-hmm. But if any one of those steps is like left out, the dollars may not come or they may trickle in versus if we're lining up all three of those steps and then we keep repeating them, right? We keep believing that we have something of value. We keep getting more and more willing to allow that exchange and we keep stepping into that advocacy role of being in a an owner's mindset mm-hmm. of like putting it out. It's my job to make sure people know about this thing. And we do that over and over again with more and more confidence and power you can't help but see money start to come from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the, one of the things that I would want people to reframe their mindset to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is that you deserve to be in this space.
2: Mm -hmm. You are Mm
1: -hmm. not a burden for asking people to purchase your things. You are worth getting that money, like that, you deserve that money, your work is valuable. Like all of those self-belief phrases, the ones that you have to go from like the external validation proving mindset that so many of us have, meaning I'm not worthy of this money until I prove myself, mm. shifts to I already have this value, it's fucking amazing, go buy my book. I, this is going to be so cool for you. Like it's a different, it's a shift in mindset to start holding the, the deserving and the value inside of yourself so that you can start to feel comfortable showing up online or putting your work in your book out there. Because, um, like you don't have to prove that you exist or you don't have to prove that your work is valuable to earn that money or to be deserving of that money, you have made your work, it exists, put it out there. You already are sell it. So I think I think people often have that backwards where
2: yeah.
1: they're looking for the validation through the money when they should validate themselves and then the money comes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Ooh, talk about another mic drop. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: I see this a lot too. We're talking
0: specifically about self-publishing today, but oh, I see this a lot in the reasons why some people, some writers choose to go the traditional route over the self publishing one, because they feel like if they get the external validation from an agent, or a publisher, that their book is good enough, that then they will feel like it's good enough. And they'll feel comfortable marketing it or someone else will push it for them, which is the wrong reason to go Mm -hmm. that route. Mm Because it's not true. Just because somebody you know, just because an agent or a publisher chooses your book doesn't mean that you're going to feel any better about it. Yeah, You have to do that work for yourself. Um, and I think, and it's not the right reason, like, which publishing path you choose is a business decision. Yes, It, it mm-hmm. should not be made from a place of, well, I just need someone else to, to tell me that it's worth publishing. If you don't think it would be worth publishing, self-publishing yourself, yeah. <laughs> then Think before you start sending it out to agents, because you have to build that belief in yourself before you pick any of those publishing paths, in my opinion. <laughs>
2: yeah, agree. And mm-hmm. like, there's no right or wrong publishing path. It may mm-hmm. even vary by the amount or kind of work you are putting out yeah. into the world. Yeah, absolutely. What path is the most effective for that work to reach the audience, like you said, is a very strategic business decision. And when we start making business decisions from invalid feelings, right? Like invalidation, feelings of invalidation, yeah, we are going to make really bad decisions. And also you are not going to have the capacity to hold space for all the other big yucky feelings that come. Yeah. from somebody else taking your work and pushing it out into the world with you, feeling like an imposter this entire time. Yeah, And Mm -hmm. so doing the work of of stepping into the belief that your work is worth buying, Mm -hmm. doing the work of allowing with gratitude and confidence the exchange of value between your work and money from someone else, and then stepping into that CEO role where you make strategic decisions about how to advocate for your work and put it out into the world So that you can have opportunity to accept that money right is critical and it all starts in the brain books books and stories right like i always Mm -hmm. say money is always made and spent on the mind before it is ever going through your bank account and so if you want to start making money by putting your work out there in whatever direction or form that may be you have to have in your head that this is going to work. I'm not doing it because I need something from someone else to tell me I am good enough. And mm. I, I have the right, as Rachel said earlier, right? To be in this space, to take up space in this authorship world and be read. I yeah. have the right to be read.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about a client that we both have, a shared yeah. client. Um, as an love example her. so we share a client um, we will call her Madison she writes under other books which will will push because we you should buy her books they're amazing uh, but um Madison is a writer that we uh we both share as a client who makes money off of her writing and I would love to hear from you what sh- where she was when she first came to you because I know that she came to us because you told her to go on a path to get help to publish her books, to make money. That that seemed a little <laughs> roundabout, but she had a vision. She wanted to make money. I understand she came to you. You told her find a book coach and then she came to us and now she's making loads of money self publishing and she is doing a really great job. So yeah. let's, let's like start with what was what was her transformation like? You were telling us a little bit about it before our call.
2: Yeah. So, Madison, my oh, Madison, <laughs> I love.
1: Her. What did we
2: describe? We use the word. We used. Uh, She's a honey badger. A honey badger. <laughs> honey badger, Madison. Yeah. Right. Um, is amazing person. So, if you're listening to this, Madison, we love you. Um, <laughs> when Madison hired me, she was a recent graduate who uh, was working on getting her first corporate job. And we did that part. And she was very nervous um, about starting our journey together, but also knew that it was the path that she wanted to take. Because like most people who come to work with me, they want to earn and spend lots of money. And so that's what she asked me to help her do. And so we had a lot of money, trauma and drama that we needed to work through, um, connected in all areas of life for Madison. But about I think it was and I wish she was on the call for a second because she'll probably correct me in her head when she hears this. But I think it was around 18 months between the 18 month and two year mark of working together. You know, she really started talking about how she has these stories in her head that she wants to get out. And we started with uh, the resource of time, making time to put those stories out to really start writing on a regular basis i said if you have a desire to write then you have to use your time capital you have to spend your time capital on writing so we started crafting her calendar first and foremost to use a very available not very available but like to create availability in her time capital and i like to think about time money and energy Mm -hmm. all as spendable resources we have to allocate them accordingly or people will steal them from us right like like the money will go somewhere the time will go somewhere the energy will go somewhere and we would like to ideally be the intentional authors of where they go at all times right yeah yeah. so we started editing the calendar and had her start writing and the stories started coming out and she became very much she really stepped into the belief that she had something worth reading, Mm -hmm. that first step. Mm -hmm. I have something worth reading, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but not yet. Like there was this mentality of like, it's not quite right or, or whatever. And so we started discussing, well, then you need to invest in yourself as an author and you need to start thinking about. And so we started building that second step of like, in order to allow for any financial exchange to come from this writing, you have to invest the upstart. You have to upstart your writing. So we need to get you a coach. And so we started looking at not only the time, right, where she was carving out time and negotiating at work. We started negotiating at work for more flex time so that she could get her work done quicker but and have more time for writing. But we started looking for the best book coach possible. Hmm best possible book coaches within a price range that we were able to. We even, I believe, uh, negotiated a raise before she hired her book coach that she could have a (laughs) amount of money to invest in herself and her writing. And then she really stepped into that mindset of like, well, actually that, that start that came a little bit later, but she stepped into this mindset of like, I am going to exchange value for value over writing. So that first exchange was her money. For better writing skills and better writing power. Yeah. Right. And once she invested in herself to really self-validate her own skills, to build mm-hmm. this confidence, and then have it so that there were eyes on her work. Yes. Which, and she hired the best book coaches that I <laughs> personally like. We did a ton of research on the best possible book coaches. It was Golden May. It was, it was us. <laughs> um but her, we we did all this and i began to watch as she started using her energy time and dollar capital to really explode in her authorship practice and once she started working with you guys and really getting the work out of her and into the formats that she wanted that she felt proud to put out into the world there was a piece of her that all of a sudden stepped into that CEO role of like, well, I made this, (laughs) right? Like I made this, I'm not going to just hide it away. I'm going to put it out there. And so she went through the self publishing steps. Um, it was actually one of her homework assignments. I think to like, how do you want to make money off of this? Is this Mm -hmm. a call you feel like you want to do and work through the steps of becoming a self, Published author. And I will say this her first book, she, you know, like it went out there for $3.99. Mm-hmm. It went out there for $3.99. And I tell you that not to be like, you know, it's a cheap book. It's not by any means. She believed that $3.99 was worth for her to practice the vulnerability.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and the bravery of putting the work out there for purchase. And so having that small exchange, right? I believe that those first books brought in almost $45,000? Yeah. in the first year, yeah. right? Self-published at $3.99. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you think about that journey, when you think about that exchange that like that little bit that she could have been like, well my 3.99 that's you know she could have had thoughts about putting her work out there for what would be considered a lower dollar amount versus you know an 18 book or a 25 book she could have had lots of thoughts about that that's not enough or it's not worth it i you know or this is all i'm worth she could have had a lot of self-concept issues around that as an author and as a person but instead she said i have made this it is going into the world i am putting it out here for this price so anybody it's a no-brainer to buy it right if somebody wants access to this kind of book that i Mm -hmm. have created they will have no reasons not to buy it yeah and i'm going to accept that exchange and i'm going to market it myself as well and so we see this beautiful case study of somebody that like their story was just inside them hiding Mm -hmm. but wanting to come out go through expending their resources, all of them, time, energy, and dollars to make space for becoming this authorship business and then allowing themselves to put the work into the world in a way that guaranteed that value exchange back basically. And so when we see that, it makes you wonder like, why are more people doing that? Yeah. There <laughs> are all these authors who have these beautiful yeah. stories
1: doing more of that. Yeah. And the only thing I can figure is that they're just scared. Well, that yeah. I was thinking this entire time. One of the things that I loved about Madison when we started working together was that she never let the idea of being afraid or the idea of being uncomfortable, regardless of whether or not she felt those things, stop her from doing something. Yeah. She did it anyway. Like, especially in those early days of selling, the, the, her book series is called the Unitem Realm series. The first book is by her site, um, and she publishes under Sunny Heart. So if you want to check out her books, they're on Amazon under Sunny Heart. But when she was first selling those books or, or publishing those books, she was never afraid to, like, go into writers groups and be like, hey, I'm publishing a book, buy it. And yeah. I, she would tell me like, oh, I just joined this Facebook group that's got like twenty thousand people in it, and I just posted the link to the book. And I, I, like, I would, I would be like, oh my god, you did what? That's crazy. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm just like, what's the worst they could do? Take the post down, but probably a- hundreds of people will see it first. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like you're falling out of your chair laughing. I'm sure you told her to do that. <laughs> like she, she never let whatever fears or narrative she was telling herself behind the scenes stop her from claiming that space that she could take up and saying I'm here my books are out buy them yeah and people did she's got she's got four books out now she's publishing her fifth in a couple months and uh, like another thing that I, I on top of her I I love to call her tenacious like all of our things that we call tenacious I feel like Madison is a really good embodiment of that but her tenacity on top of that when she came to work with us as um, a coaching client she knew what her goals were and we very closely worked on imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. so that means we built that belief in her intentionally Mm -hmm. from the very beginning she was like I'm worried I'm not good enough. And so we spent a ton of our time working through um, from a coaching perspective, like where that was showing up in her book, how that was making her process harder, like where those thoughts and fears were coming from. And when they showed up on a, day and on a weekly basis to be like, hey, where is this? why are you so afraid? You've got three books out and they're doing amazing. Like we worked mm-hmm. through those mindset things and it built a belief in her. But she also focused really hard on developing a process that worked for her. So the writing process that was going to lead her to how many books she wanted to publish in a year or how many, like what her five-year plan is. Like, Nicole, you know Madison. She has that giant big, uh, <laughs> that, that whiteboard with like her five-year publishing plan of all the books that she wants to get out. And then her 10-year plan of like where she wants to be in 10 years. And she's got these plans. I, I don't say that to be like, author, you need to have that. But yeah. I say that to be like she knew very clearly what she wanted to do. And so that allowed me as her coach to develop a process with her that got her closer to those things. Yeah. She treated her writing process or she treated like her brain as the business. So how could we make her brain be the most effective writing brain for her specifically? So we spent yeah. lots of time talking about, okay, where do you want to spend your time? How do we want to create a plotting process that works for you? How mm-hmm. do we want to make sure that you have enough time and space to draft so that you can draft things quickly or slowly, depending on your schedule? Um, and it it was just like, I think working with you gave her the right, gave her a set of questions to ask that herself that then helped us develop those things, but she treated it very much like, I'm investing into me. I am the business and I'm not afraid to be the business. I'm not afraid to let my brain do the things it needs to do. Let's work on that. And yeah. we, it, we did and it paid, it is still paying off for her. She's got like six books planned and every week she texts me. I've got another book idea. am like, stop it, yeah. <laughs> you have too many ideas.
0: That's the, um, that right there is the thread that I'm hearing in, in just all of this is the power of investing in yourself, whether it's right at the first thing that she, you and Nicole, that you said you did with her was find ways for her to invest her time. And then when she did that and was like, yes, I want to do this, then you found ways for her to invest her money. And by investing her money, she then found ways to like invest in her mindset and like invest in herself as the business Mm -hmm. owner. And I think back to that, what we were talking about earlier with like, this idea of you have to believe in your, you have to believe in your story, you have to believe it's worth people buying, you have to believe it's worth their time. I do, I feel like there is this crazy secret power Mm -hmm. (laughs) of investing in yourself to give you that, because there's nothing more powerful than being like, I'm going to buy this workshop, or I'm going to hire this coach to give you that kick in the butt to be like, yeah, I can do this. Because that's what yeah. you're saying when you're investing money or energy or time, something big into something that you want, is you're saying, I believe I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you can almost trick yourself yeah. <laughs> to it a little bit. by like the more you invest, the more you believe. And it's just this kind of like, back and forth. I know for Rachel and I that that has definitely been true for our business is the more we invest in a business, the more we believe in ourselves. And it's this kind of self-fueling cycle. Um, but, you know, tying to our previous episode, I do think that's a, that's a big way to, to set yourself up. Yeah.
2: So when you like, you just, hold on, my brain just did a thing. It connected information. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, it, so, and I think this brings us to like, the steps in making money right money is not supposed to be hoarded it just like anything else that is left to sit and be hoarded it it spins into chaos it spins into a fear-based space of of that money being maybe being able to go away or you losing everything right like it goes back to even our very first episode of like I'm going to die. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, if the world will end. I'm going to die mm-hmm. if I use my resources in this particular way. And I think that that's a really big thing to touch on with making money with your writing requires you to be someone, the person who makes money with their writing and investing that investment, Emily, like you're saying into yourself, but it's more than just into yourself. Cause if you think about it, like most of us invest in ourselves in little ways all the time. And they usually have to do with our outward self, right? Like we get haircuts
1: mm-hmm. or
2: we buy new clothes or we put on, you know, like we put on makeup to go out into the world. Or we, you know, we invest in ourselves in little ways all the time. We, we you know go out to dinner so that we don't exercise we exercise you know like we use time capital we use energy capital we use capital capital on ourselves constantly in a lot of small ways but when it comes to investing in your brain Mm. that feels very unsafe and i i have this informal theory haven't tested it (laughs) completely yet but based on the number of clients i have seen in my lifetime and in the career trip, like whatever timeline, that's the word, my career timeline. (laughs) I think it's because you can't see your brain, right? (laughs) Think about the things that we normally spend our time, energy or dollars on. We see
0: them. Yeah.
2: Right. We see them. And it's the same reason why people won't invest in a retirement planning option, or they'll want to use money now rather than invest it for a future use, right, put it in savings of some kind, whether it's the stock market or just a higher interest account, there's this thing of like, I can't see that. Mm. I can't see the change. Right. And so when you start to invest in your brain, it's 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 up here. It's hidden. There's no immediate like, oh, I've seen my haircut. I was brunette yesterday and now I have blonde highlights. Right. Or, you know, I see, you know, this outfit looks good on me. There is something with the invisibility of the return and the incremental return, too, right? Like, you're not just like, okay, I'm going to invest with a book coach, and the next day you're a published author who has right. 40 million copies sold around the world, yeah.
0: right? You can't just buy a shirt. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, you can't just go buy a shirt and look good. You dare- <laughs> incremental amount of progress and return on investment that a lot of people are just not patient enough and or self-aware enough to look for Mm, and so i think that's the other part of being willing the willingness to make money with your writing is the willingness to see that incremental return on your investment in your own brain Mm.
1: to become
2: that author business owner the Mm -hmm. business owner of your authorship, and to put your work out there. And so when we think about Madison, one of the big things that separates her and her ability to make money with her writing, even with the books themselves being priced, um, you know, lower than other books in the world, she is making significant dollars doing that because of this shift in, I see incremental progress. I'm going to give myself credit for that, even if my brain tells me not to, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to continue to invest my time, energy and dollars into this invisible brain that I have so that it keeps churning out these incredible stories that people really do want to read. And I can continue to have that exchange of work for dollars. Right. Help, you know, like work for dollars at a higher and higher level. And if more people will catch that, if you li- if you catch nothing else, right, it's not just you, you have to spend money to make money mentality. No, no, no. it's a strategic business decision, just like self-publishing versus a traditional route to invest in your own in- in- brain so that you can step into these roles that make better and better, more strategic decisions about how you would like to make money with Mm -hmm. your writing, because the options are endless. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think this is so important for people to sit with and settle at the same time that they do their mindset work, because Mm -hmm. writing a book takes a long time, and then you revise it, and then if you go traditional, it takes at least 18, to two, 18 months to two years to see it out in the world. And if you go self-publishing, you're, a, you're in a much more control over how quickly it gets out of there. But often, you're not going to see money return to you for, at, for a while. That mm-hmm. takes a patience, as you were saying, and it takes a persistence to push through how uncomfortable that feels. You've got to take the chance if you want to see the money come back to you, you've got to trust that you will get there. And I think that there's a, there's a balance in that timeline because we see many authors push themselves to the absolute brink to publish as much as possible to make as much money as possible in mm. self-publishing. That can lead to very unhealthy burnout. Yeah. But yeah. then there's the other side where writers will reach a level of perfectionism where they can never get anything out ever. Mm-hmm. because they are so obsessed with it being perfect they will not put it out into the world until it feels perfect neither of those extremes are the path to making money yeah. So like consistent sustainable long-term business dollars because if you burn out then you can't do anything for weeks months years at a time mm-hmm. but if you're so obsessed with perfectionism that you will not put a book out unless it feels absolutely perfect that is never achievable. You're never going to hit that time period or you're never going to hit that goal. Yeah. So you've, you have got to find as the author, what is the happy medium of that? What feels right for how I'm loath to use the word quickly, but like, that's what I, how, what is the balance between how fast you are comfortable putting something out there balanced with what is a healthy, what's, What's the goal that's not perfectionism? What is yeah. the book that is good enough for you to put into the world? Because I think a lot of writers will never are reluctant to choose what good enough is. Yeah. But that is that is to. when you val- you have to. That is when you validate yourself and you yeah. say this is good enough. I'm putting it out here. So what if it's not perfect? So what if I get a one-star review? So what if there's a typo? Oh well. I'm still a valuable and loved human being. This has nothing to do with me or my worth. And once you can work on that mindset and find how quickly your process can realistically work for you, like something that's sustainable for you, that to me is like the key to self-publishing success or the key to making money in your writing because it's it's the medium between those two things.
0: And you yeah. can't outsource that. No matter your publishing no. path, you cannot no. outsource that. You cannot expect some gatekeeper or somebody else, or a, a, you know, a critique partner or someone who's reading your book, right, to give you that permission. You have yeah. to give that to yourself. Um, and uh, Amy Mcnee, who's another creative coach that um, you know we follow and talk about a lot, she calls it anointing yourself.
1: Mm. Like you have to
0: anoint yourself before you can ask anyone else to, whether it's an agent or somebody you're selling your book to or anything like that, you've got to do that first. And, and you do that by saying, this is, this is what good enough is for me. Yeah. Um, Because there's no, there, there is no perfect version of your story out there. (laughs) Like there is no like good enough version that you're trying to reach. There's just the version that for you is good enough. Um, And I like, Rachel, what you're getting at with like setting boundaries around that, because if you're searching for that, that perfectionism, it's never going to come. Yeah.
2: I think what I'm hearing both of you say, uh, is really the fourth step in this entire process, right? Is like this decision to be done Mm -hmm. with the book. Yeah. Yeah, the book is finished. It is finished and it is time for it to go out. Yeah, yeah. Right? and and that that oh, can tip scary. Yeah, like that can tip the scales in any way. But like that that line you have to walk as somebody who wants to make money, right? And and let's just be clear: like you have to want to make money in this fashion. Yeah, It is an option. It is not have to. Your work never has to see the light of day by anyone, or you could give it away for free. All you want. Like yeah. those are all your choices. But if you have it in your head that you would like to make money this way then there is a point where you have to have that fourth step of this is done
1: Mm -hmm.
2: ready for sale this is done and ready for sale and what that decision does for someone right to make money to decide to make money. And that's something like any author that has ever made money as an author, they came to that conclusion. It is done work, I'm going to make money this way. Mm -hmm. And they, because that puts you into the practical step of, okay, calling my agent, okay, going on Amazon to figure this whole self-publishing thing out, right? And I think that there's a whole slew of opportunity that opens up after that so that you cannot tip the scales towards burnout. Mm -hmm. But really it's that, that decision of this book is done. Yeah. And now it is time for it to be sold and allowing yourself to just accept whatever big feelings come with that decision and not talk yourself out of it and instead move forward with actually bringing money from that work, bringing in money from that work in that place of decided. And plus people, you can always do like an anniversary like revision, yeah. right? Yeah. We can always make a part two of the book, whatever you want, like it doesn't like, but having that ability to just say, I'm done. It's mm-hmm. done. It is yeah. good. Not even it's good enough.
0: It's just it's like, it's good. It's good. good. It's it's good. good. It is reading. worth people reading.
2: Yeah, It's worth reading. And then you start your mentality over again, right? Like I have something worth reading. People would like to pay me for this work. I am the advocate of this work and the role of a CEO of this authorship business. And the book is done and it's time for it to go out now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is how, those are four steps on how you start making
1: money with your writing. Yeah. I love it. Shivers. So simple. I know. I got little goosebumps too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think this is it. Like, there's, there is more to the discussion as far as like, well, I need to set up a business plan and I need a bank account. But all of that is like, I mean, just come hire me and then we'll exactly, – <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like that's where you can go work with Nicole. But yeah, you can't that's get to that where you
0: invest in the business.
2: Yeah, you invest yes. in business, co- like that business. The business of earning and spending money, right? Like, a yeah, yeah. thing. But like, all of these As steps, you can do on your own. You can mm-hmm. do them in the community of the Tenacious Writer Society, or you can do it one-on-one with the most fabulous book coaches I know. That mm-hmm. uh, at least uh, uh, at least one right client definitely take their work from being buried inside them to making oh, yeah. uh, the projected amount that you know, Madison and I and her 10 year plan, that's like a million dollar business. And yeah. like that, you, I did almost fall out of my chair when you mentioned her life <laughs> words, because like, that's what we do. like we look at like, okay, in three years, how much money do you wanna be making as an author? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it helps you to step into that belief. Like I make money as an author. And so if you can't have your, if you can't conceive of yourself as like a business owner or as, and this is a very small practical step. If your brain can't get around the fact that like I have something worth buying or I want to exchange money. Like start with the smallest step, you believe. Start with the smallest thought about yourself and your work and creating money from it that you can believe something like I would like to make money as an author or I am open to believing I could make money as a writer right baby baby beliefs and just Mm -hmm. say them to yourself over and over and over again so that you can start to believe that your work is connected to dollars if you want it to be yeah and maybe you choose never for it to be and that's that's okay like disregard this whole podcast it's just your your craft your passion that's fine but if you want to create an income source from this find that first little like i can do this i can make money as an author I can make money as a writer, belief that you that you can step into and start showering on yourself every day, put it everywhere on post-its, say it to yourself <laughs> in the mirror. I can make money as an author. Yeah.
1: The more that you do, the more that you say those things and the more they're like mantras, they're like mm-hmm. the the more you start to adopt them. And then the more comfortable it becomes to put yourself out there and show up in spaces online and post your links in those giant Facebook groups like Madison did. And she would even reach out to her fam- her favorite authors and be like, Hey, do you have any advice for me? Like it, you get, once you start to tell yourself those things and you start to do those things that become, that are uncomfortable, they become less uncomfortable. And then it's just like, Oh, my book's out. Yeah. I'm going to start posting this link places. People come buy it. And it, like Emily was saying earlier, it's just you put yourself through the uncomfortableness, and the more that you do that, it becomes more comfortable. Yeah, and, and you, the like, more that you, music- you
0: can, um, the more that you can take action too. I think, like, like especially if it's scary and uncomfortable, the more that you take those actions, like, okay, if somebody believed if I believed this, I would maybe do this.
1: Wow. And then you could just yeah. jump
0: to the action, right? Yeah. And you'll start to believe, build that belief in yourself. And I think that's one of the reasons that the garbage challenge can be so powerful in showing up on social mm-hmm. media and and learning to tell, you know, ask people for things, ask them to follow you, ask them to sign up for your email list, ask them to do all these things as you're practicing, you're saying, okay, I can be someone who does these things. And even if you mm-hmm. don't believe it, you know, the, the garbage challenge helps you do it enough that you start to build that belief.
2: And you start
1: to build it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I believe I am someone who can do these things. I am someone who can do these things, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's that little baby thought that's going to make people, that that has the potential to make you lots and lots of money doing something you love if you allow it to. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, like allowance. We have to have an allowance, a space for this possibility in our brain because it, the, this, the sale of any book, right, is going to be made in your head first. It's mm-hmm. made in your head first. That that money coming from your work is in your head first. And if your head is on board with, I can be the person that does these things, like Emily just said, right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a person who does these things. When you start to believe that, then it gets less and less and less terrifying to be the person yeah. who does that because you already think of yourself as the person. Like, this is and what I are.
0: Is. You have yeah, the call.
1: I am this person. I, I am the actions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. This is such a good conversation. We have had an amazing time these last three episodes. These are like just the that mind blown emoji. I'm just gonna put that <laughs> as like the title <laughs> of this episode. Mind blown with Nicole.
0: Imagine us <laughs> mimicking our heads exploding. You're doing so good. <laughs>
1: So thank you again so much, Nicole, for coming on to talk about these things with us. These have been wonderful episodes. Um, If you have been listening to this and you're like, I can be that person, but I'm still a little scared, that is when you reach out for help. That Mm -hmm. is when you can reach out to me or Emily for coaching. You can reach out to Nicole for coaching. Um, Funny story to wrap up, Madison. So. (laughs) Madison came to us because of you and we came to you because of Madison. Like when we were looking for a business coach, I was telling Madison and she was like, I have the one go see Nicole. And we did (laughs) and like now here we are today. So, um, both of us from all, all three circles of this. We're (laughs) a triangle. Yes. We're We're a triangle. triangle. Um, but there, if not us, there are resources out there that can help you along this journey. You just need to make the choice to go after them. Have that yeah. belief in yourself and do it. You can do it. Yeah. But if you want the best, you should really. If just you want play. the best, come work with us. We we know what we're doing. <laughs> awesome. So we, Nicole, will put all of your information in the show notes. If you want to go learn more about her, check that out in the show notes. Um, Any final thoughts for us before we sign off? No matter what,
2: go write. And then if you want to make money from it, you can. Love it.
1: Yes. Love it. That is the mic drop of this episode. (laughs) Thank you so much, Nicole. Bye. If you want to build a successful, fulfilling, and sustainable writing life that works for you, you've got to get on our email list. Sign up now to get our free email course, The Magic of Character Arcs. After seven days of email magic, you'll have the power to keep your readers flipping pages all through the night.
0: Link in the show notes. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye.